Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode of KT Takes. I'm your girl Tay. And I'm Kim. And we are so excited that you are here for another episode. So last week was Easter, (laughs) and we released an episode with a minister of music, Douglas McDonald, and we talked about um, just listening to secular music as Christians and how we can operate in that kind of way um yeah that was a great conversation so if you haven't listened to that episode definitely go check it out and don't forget to subscribe yes (laughs) yeah and also like i think every episode we're going to start talking about current events or any prayer requests that we've we've discussed but yeah i think one of them for me um cristiano Ronaldo, he and his family lost um, one of their newborn kids. So we definitely should keep them in prayer because losing a child, like they were blessed with twins. And then to lose one is kind of like, it's it's a devastating thing. Yeah. So children are a blessing and we pray that um, they keep their little son in their memories and honor him, but also for their little girl that they still get to love her and cherish her. Yes. Yeah. And definitely praying their comfort. Mm-hmm. For sure. For for that's like a really hard thing to lose a child. Like oh, I'm not yeah. a parent, but just the thought of that ever happening. Yeah, we want to keep them in our prayers. Um, and also, it's final season for college students. And, oh no, the dreaded yeah. final season. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that's over. <laughs> Yes, finals. No, so, yeah, I still have nightmares sometimes thinking that I'm late for a final or something. <laughs> Once I did my last final, no nightmares here. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> yes, literally. Oh, but yeah, keeping them in prayers and like um, high school students who are graduating. Um, I know like the last two years were whack. <laughs> so like coming from going from online school to a semi-normal school year and then now they have to jump right into college it's like prayers for like transitioning yes and yes. choosing the right college and the places to go or whatever yeah. they do after high school but yeah I think uh, this whole pandemic especially for high schoolers it really made them reconsider how they want to spend the rest of their life mm-hmm. Because, you know, for some of them, having uh, not such a structured learning environment was an improvement. For some of them, it was a huge disadvantage. So Mm -hmm. that really let, I think it let a lot of people know whether or not they would thrive in college. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And even me, like, because I would see. So I went to college 2019, my first year of college, and then I graduated 2021 but I literally had one normal semester of college and then the next semester I was on campus for like two months and then COVID was like I'm here so like even not having like that full four years of like transitioning from like teenagehood to adulthood was really it's really hard I guess that's why like I've always felt like younger than I actually am because I didn't have like, like that that transition that everyone's used to but yeah, I, it made me reconsider some things like, hey, I actually like online learning, just getting my work done and then having time to do whatever I want after that. So, yes. Well, 
Okay, yeah, that's so, been great. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I have something. I had an idea. And I wonder mm-hmm. if the listeners are going to agree with me. I think that we should call current events church announcements. What do you guys think? <laughs> what do you yeah, think? what do you guys think? You know, <laughs> go on our Twitter. Let us know. It's at KT underscore takes. Um, let us know what you think about that idea. Yeah. <laughs> or our email. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or- or email us hello.kttakes at gmail.com. But yeah, yeah we want to know, uh, do you think that we should call the uh, current events section church announcements? But so let's just go with it just for today. Yes, I like it. I like Humor it. I like it. <laughs> Humor me. So I, I do have one. I want to mm-hmm. say a happy Earth Day to everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, Friday was Earth Day, so mm-hmm. we'll be listening to this on Saturday. So yeah, try to do something today just to thank God for the Earth. Pick up some recycling, pick up some trash, and mm-hmm. plant plant an, uh, 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 plant <laughs> if you can't plant a tree, but do yeah. something Earth friendly today. Yeah, like or even like go to the beach or like sit there meditate on creation and yeah. like that's a way that god reveals himself to us through creation yes for us to have a day even though it's not like a christian holiday or whatever and it's so cool like it came right after easter so that's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> but um just to like think about that and reflect on that it's it's pretty cool so yeah take some time even if you didn't get to do it yesterday take some time today every day to be honest to at least get in nature and see what God has to say because he really does talk and that also really does tie in into today's podcast yeah episode so I'm super excited about that okay <laughs> yeah let's so today, yeah let's get into it so today um reddit post is entitled how should we pray and off the bat like when I read this question I'm like "Ooh, this has got to be good <laughs> this mm-hmm. is gonna be good Yeah, so the person wrote, I was recently told by someone that prayer is not allowed to be a normal conversation with God and that it can only be one specific way. This made me curious as to exactly how we should pray. If anyone knows the answer to this or has any guidance, I would love to hear it. Ooh. (laughs) Let's see, yeah. I know from from the very beginning, just like you said, the very title of it is intriguing because mm-hmm. uh, we we always bring up that we grow up in the church, but when you're when you're a little kid and getting older and you're growing up in a church that actively trains um, little children on what what the bible is talking about and how to read it for yourself mm-hmm. then you, you you are given certain things so i know from a very young age there were people who were teaching us this is the proper structure for a prayer and you do this and you do that so that that isn't like a crazy question at all that mm-hmm. was a very real question and I'm sure there are textbooks in seminaries dedicated to how you're supposed to write. 100% like yeah. I remember learning like the Lord's Prayer which is in Matthew 6 so I mm-hmm. think that's honestly a great 
place to like get the feel of prayer like if you're new to it or you're trying to like revamp your prayer life if you're not knowing where if you don't know where to start i highly suggest matthew 6 where jesus shares with the disciples like this is how you should pray don't be like loud like the pharisees and like boast about it like look at me i'm praying and then don't like you you don't have to use big fancy words to seem wise and also holy just it's a conversation with god like you thank him like you just honor him like god thank you for this thank you for who you are and then like you share what's on your heart with him but also take time to listen to what he says to you because it's it's a two-way street but it's a conversation it is and i think growing up like i learned the lord's prayer and like it was one and done so like for me and a lot of christians like we just pray and then that's it let me walk away but, like, yeah. now we have a hard time just, like, sitting and waiting after. Like, I low-key feel so guilty. I'm like, God, I'm sorry. Like, I fall asleep mid-prayer sometimes. Like. <laughs> oh, no. Literally, I'm like, God, I hope you got that. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know what it is. So, sometimes, you know, you can fall asleep mid-prayer. You can fall asleep when you're reading the Bible. I- I'm not sure why that is. And neither do I. Like, is it something, like, that's so soothing? Like, you're so at peace that you just fall asleep and not worry? I I wonder. I I did see um, a video with a a, a Catholic priest. Well, I don't think he was Catholic. I think he was Episcopalian priest. And (laughs) and they were talking about it. And they said, you know, think of it as when a child, you're there reading a child um, when they're about to go to sleep. They're very restless at first but the soothing calmness of your voice and your presence just lulls them off sleep and that is what happens to us as you know people because we're so at ease and at peace with God I was like wow yeah I never thought of it that way yeah Yeah. wow Because it really, because sometimes it isn't like a irreverent, oh, I'm just going to say the same thing I say every night and go to sleep. No, you're there actively talking and having a conversation. And even, especially, you know what I love the most when you're praying and it's about something that has really been keeping you up and mm-hmm. it's frustrating you and you're worried and you're feeling your emotions are all over the place and you start talking to God and it's like you immediately start feeling at peace about it to the point where I, that has happened to come to think of it that has happened to me before and I fell asleep just praying about it but I hadn't fallen asleep all night so it's like was that a really a bad thing or was that God saying, okay, I understand. Just go to sleep. Just, just mm. be quiet. Just go to sleep. <laughs> Literally, like maybe it's that peace that surpasses all understanding. Like I'll yeah. do that. Like I'll pray. And obviously like my mind wanders, but then I'll bring it back. But it's like being able to talk to God. Like you don't have to use big fancy words. Yeah. I mean, in church, you might hear people like that's them. That's how they pray, I guess. But, like, for you personally, like, I like what Jesus says. Um, He says in Matthew 6, verse 6, but when you go, when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. So, like, prayer is a personal thing. Obviously, you might not be able to go to your closet and, like, shut the door. But, like, you carve out that time to talk to him. 
it's like an mm-hmm. ongoing conversation you know like sometimes I find myself just like thinking because I'm always in my head like to be honest but it's great <laughs> that I'm like I can pray and be like you're not the only one <laughs> <laughs> yeah where I can be in my head like oh god thank you for this thank you for that or like I'll just be like you know what this is on my heart this is bothering me or I'm just like god you know what? you're so cool like thank you for letting me do this little experience to see the world in a new way or something yes. like that and it's just like it keeps me in a place of gratitude and like it takes off the pressure of trying to be like oh god thou art holy blah blah blah, blah. like i know he's holy and he knows i know he's holy yeah <laughs> like, you know yeah. so i can just be like thank you god like for this moment and then i can go into whatever's on my heart and then take time like i ask him like even like i get restless when i'm praying <laughs> like i don't know and I don't necessarily, I don't always, like, sit still to, like, hear what he has to say after that. But sometimes, like, even while I'm praying, like, I'll get reassurance about whatever I'm praying about. Yeah. Or, like, I'll pray that my heart will be open to whatever he's going to show me eventually. Maybe it, not, yeah, maybe it might not be, like, in the exact moment. But, like, maybe the next day or later in the week, he'll show me something. Um, and then I say, oh, I remember praying about that. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> exactly. That's the best thing when you get those little co- confirmation moments mm-hmm. throughout the week or just throughout your walk. Then you that that's when it resonates with you. You know, we have a living God that actively listens to us and puts things in place mm-hmm. so that it, it will give us confirmation to keep moving down, especially when you're walking in the path that He wants you to go. And I really think well. So here's the thing. Um, back to specifically this, uh, the author of this book. Mm-hmm. When th- there are certain types of prayers, and I know with uh, different forms of Christianity, like Catholicism and everything else like that, mm-hmm. they, they have very specific prayers. And just like... Uh, when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray the Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. it's pulled apart and there's a very specific formula to it. And that is good. And that's awesome. And that's a great way to pray, especially if you haven't been exposed to prayer mm-hmm. for, for most of your life. Cause I, I really have to um, take a step back sometimes and realize yeah, I, I grew up in the church and I grew up a certain way, but mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say it wasn't until like middle school that I realized what I do, what my family does is different from other families, yeah, for even sure. other Christian families. Like we all didn't practice the same way. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to um, just come to some level of understanding that everybody was different. Yeah. And so when it comes to people praying, um, whether they pray, you know, in very big words, just like you said, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to do a lot of the big words. But then again, there are some people that's how they yeah, that's how they pray. That that's how they pray. That's how they communicate because to them, God is just too big to give him. Um, basic words yeah Yeah. (laughs) like so but and that's not a bad thing either but it's not like but it's it's hard to 
it's hard to put it into words. Mm-hmm. God sees them both and he accepts them both, but it's not for one to say, well, the other one isn't praying because you know, you're not praying because you're being too stoic. You're not praying because you're being too common with God. Mm-hmm. God is like, okay, these are my common friends. Okay, these are my friends that see me as the greatness that I am. I mm-hmm. like them both. Mix them all together. I want to. I, I, I want that because uh, in the Bible, it says that your praises are a, a sweet savor unto Him. Like He, he just He, he smells all that praise, and He's like, yes, that's awesome. But, yes. And I think, like, honestly, it comes down to where your heart is. Because when Jesus was talking to the disciples in Matthew 6, he was like, yeah, don't be like the Pharisees who walk around making all this noise, talking about their praying. He's like, that's their hearts are not even aligned with God at that point because they're trying to draw attention to themselves. So, like, for people who are, if you're listening and you like to use like that big vocabulary to like really express yourself by all means do that but if your if your purpose of using those big words is to overshadow yeah overshadow god like you need to check yeah. your heart and then on the flip side like if you are using small words because you don't want to come off a certain way or yeah if you if you're doing it like for per like personal reason not for the sake of like worshiping God, like you got to check your heart. So like God will honor your effort. Like he sees your heart and he knows. So just come to him as your authentic self. He knows like if you stumble over your words, that's okay. Like for me personally, I know my mind will wander if I stay in my head and pray. So like I journal out my prayers. That helps me like stay on track and like organize my thoughts. So I'm not like bouncing around to, any and everything it's like i've noticed like when i pray in my head like my prayers sound different if that makes sense than when i'm writing it out because when i'm writing i express myself in a different way than me just praying silently in my heart you know but i just know when i'm writing out these things i might describe a situation differently and use like more elaborate vocabulary like different sentence structure like whatever whatever but that's just like because of my habit of writing like how I express myself but I'm not doing it to show off to God like look at me I can pray like no that's literally not it it's like if you're praying to draw attention to yourself whether you use elaborate words or just quiet whatever or to become wise I'm not to become wise but to just come off as wise or whatever or holier than thou that's the word like you gotta make sure your heart is in the right place because literally God, <laughs> I used to picture him looking at people who are showing off. Like, seriously, who are you praying to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say, look at it. Like we, we had an example of it and I'm going to draw an example from the Bible that wasn't, mm-hmm. that, that may not seem like it aligns, but you have Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. And Cain was jealous of Abel's offering to God Mm -hmm. because Abel's heart was right. Abel knew that in my communication to God, I have to be pure of heart. I have Mm -hmm. to be of good intentions. I have to go, go with my best. Cain just went with 
okay, well, whatever I have to to leave that I can give God, that's what I'll give God. So you have to look at it without stepping further into what actively happened because of it. But look at those two things. Mm-hmm. God accepted one and disregarded the other. But he didn't, Cain didn't really look at what was happening. His was disregarded because he didn't go with good and true intentions, not because God didn't want the vegetables, mm-hmm. but because he didn't go with the good intentions of giving God his best. Exactly. And that's the same thing with prayer. It doesn't matter if you're going with the big words or with the common language mm-hmm. or you 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 know you work 23 and a half hours a day and all you have is your half hour and you give God 29 minutes whereas someone else that has all day barely gives God an hour like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how uh, uh, on, on those levels what matters to God is where your heart is as you're giving it to him exactly because prayer is a spiritual discipline this is you yeah disciplining yourself to spend time with God and to hear from him as well yeah and it's like you're talk. it's not like you're just only talking to your best friend it's your best friend who has done so much for you like he gave his yeah. life for you who sees everything who about sees you, everything exactly knows everything about you nothing you can tell God will surprise him and he will always accept you and love you. Like when, when you go into therapy, the therapist will tell you, you know, nothing you say to me will surprise me. And and that's true. For the most part, nothing you say to them will surprise you. But, uh, but there are those that can surprise a therapist or there are those, you know, when they say all the stuff that they've done, the therapist will turn around and inside the therapist hates them. Like, oh, I wish I didn't have to see this person, but they mm-hmm. won't let that show um, professionally with God. God is there with you every second, has seen your every emotion. You can't lie to God. You can't say that this wasn't what it was because he knows. But yet, and still, he still loves you. He still cares for you. He doesn't see you poorly. He sees you in the best light possible, and he wants that for you. So it's like, how could you not want to talk yeah. to a person like that and spend time with someone like that? Exactly. And I think it comes from, let's see, I want to phrase this correctly, but like we, I guess in some churches, like you have this very lofty view of God like he's so lofty you can't even reach him but I'm like but he came down to earth and walked with us like what do you mean we can't reach him when he's he, when he came to Jesus to reach us yeah yeah like he literally left all that goodness and glory <laughs> to walk with us died for us in our place when there was no guarantee that we were gonna follow him he did it out of his love yeah and like when he when Jesus died, the veil torn in two. Like even when he was talking to the woman at the well, he was like, There's gonna come a time where you don't have to go to like a certain place or a mountain to go worship me. Like you can worship me where you are as who you are. Yeah. And then when you come in, like you're transformed. And I think that for prayer, I guess I grew up 
like we went to the same church <laughs> but like, yeah we were different ages and like for me I always when we'd pray and stuff it was like for me personally it was like oh my gosh I'm talking to like a king like he's so holy and special like I can't mess up like yeah. as I got older because like when you're little it's like they'll tell you clasp your hands and close your eyes no peeking like don't do this don't do that like you need to be still pretty much yeah. and like it took me a while to like break out of that like I get why they're doing that because like we're young and they want us to like focus but like as I it took me a while to break out of that even to like start journaling my prayers <laughs> like I was like god are you reading this <laughs> I'm like he sees it he sees it <laughs> like it took me a while I'm like does this make any sense is he gonna accept these prayers mm. but it's like yeah my prayers are just another way of me worshiping God of me communicating with him yeah and it took off so much pressure because I'm like I'm not trying to be like anyone else in their prayers and how they go like even Jesus oh my goodness I love this story even though it's sad <laughs> when he went he was in the garden of Gethsemane yeah and he went, I forgot which gospel account it was, but I was reading a different one so I get a bigger picture, but I was reading it and he was like, God, like this cup, uh, if you can let it pass, please, sir, let it pass. <laughs> like, if there's another way, let's find another way. But he says, not my will, but your will be done. And then he went back yeah. a second time and said a similar prayer, but I noticed his heart shift. Like, it was like, I know there's no other way now. Like, just let your will be done. And he was yeah. strengthened in that to go on to the cross. And it's like, yeah. that's what prayer is. Like, you might come in one way, like feeling a certain way about it. But then, you know, like you're talking to the king of kings. You're the author of your whole life. He knows what's best. Like, the more you communicate with him, the more you're in his word. I feel like the easier it is to talk to him because you get to know who he is, his character, and, like, what he stands for. And I, I feel like Jesus in that moment, he went with all his vulnerability. Like, he knew his father better than anyone else, but he still went and said, Dad, like, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating blood. Is there another way for me to do this? But, but no. But like, you could see that from a young yeah. age. Um, in the accounts that we have in the Bible Jesus understood something about prayer Mm -hmm. that the the Pharisees hadn't the the Pharisees excuse me hadn't that they hadn't figured out that prayer was supposed to be a communication with God to to that that's for the the people that's for um praying for blessing praying for proper guidance for the people for the nation and at that point they were using it as bribery Mm -hmm. because people had to make sure that they came in with enough goods and money to get the priests to pray for them and then even still the prayers were wrote the prayers were okay well this is the written prayer this this is what you do this is what you say as you make this such and such a sacrifice mm-hmm. but it wasn't it, it it was 
far from the original intention of what it was supposed to be. And that was the whole purpose of having Jesus come back because mm -hmm. he wanted to make that accessible so that more people could be, um, could, could be, oh, I lost. Like words. reconciled to him. Reconciled. Yeah. That's the word. That's yeah, the word. but like reconciled. also like prayer because like, yeah, the people in ancient times, like, they missed the whole point of prayer. It wasn't to, like, show off or to bribe people. It was the purpose of knowing the heart of God. Like, if you think about it, like, yeah. how um, those biblical heroes that we look up to, like, whenever they talk to God, that was them praying. Mm -hmm. it, it looked like a conversation. Like, I don't know where the idea came. Like, prayer has to look a certain way because now that I'm thinking about it, like, these people were just talking to God, like, yo, God, like, the, the Israelites are acting up again, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, can you help me? And God's yeah. like, I got you. But, like, we know the heart of God from, like, they saw his heart through his actions and how he spoke to them and everything like that. It was just a conversation. It wasn't like, oh, that water holy, let me walk around seven times. And, like, it's not, like, formulaic, if that yeah. was, if that makes sense. So, and even when Christ died, like, the freedom that we have to just come before God's throne boldly and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this God. Like, you already know. But, like, I'm going to tell you anyhow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm struggling with this. And, like, I know, like, I know I can come to you for wisdom and that you won't withhold it from me. I'm coming to you for strength because I know you are strong when I'm weak. I'm coming to you for peace because you give peace that surpasses all understanding. And it's like, when you understand the purpose of prayer, I feel like your prayer life would change to look more, to be so authentic. Like, you're not so stressed out about looking a certain way. Because at the end of the day, it's really not about us. Because our situations might not ever change how we want them to. But our heart conforms more to the heart of God. And I think that's, the goal of prayer from what I've observed. I mean, I, I have to agree with you. Have to agree with you. Yeah. It's, um, it's, 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 it's when you were saying earlier that before all of the organized prayers came about, God would just talk to, um, those he wanted to speak to that's mm -hmm. so true because when you look at it how, how did god call samuel and he was just a child mm -hmm. to the point where god called him and he he was running up saying you know to to the priest there are you calling me? No, I'm not calling you. Are you calling me? No, I'm not calling you. And until the last time he said, okay, fine. If you are being called, say, um, speak, Lord, your servant, hear it. Mm -hmm. And that was a prayer. Speak, Lord, thy servant, hear it. That was a prayer. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to realize in times when you are in hardship and times when when you just need to call out to God, you don't have time to structure everything. And that doesn't make your prayer invalid. Exactly. 
Like, there's no one way to talk to God, if that makes sense. I think that's, like, a better question. Like, instead of, like, how should we pray? Well, how should we pray is a really good question. Like, we should pray honestly, authentically, even with our flaws, because God is not blind to them. <laughs> so, like, why yes. try to hide it? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But, like, another question is, like, I forgot the question. Oh, man. But it's okay. Just, like... I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves trying to learn how to pray. But yeah, great starting point, like I said, was Matthew chapter 6 versus, I don't really remember, but (laughs) I think it's 6 to 15. Y'all go check it out. I love it. But that's kind of how I learned how to pray. Kim, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it as well. Yeah. And then as you grow and your relationship with God develops, like, you'll start to see those changes in your own prayer life. It's not, you're not going to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection except in God. But, like, yeah, I think there's so much pressure around trying to pray that we miss the heart of prayer. That is very true. That is very yeah. true. I am in Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 2. Okay. And it's not Matthew. It's not Matthew chapter two. No, that was when Jesus was born. <laughs> yeah, like I, uh... it's all good. <laughs> okay, did you mean twenty two? No, Matthew chapter six. Oh, chapter six. Yeah. Yeah, verses five to to okay. fifteen. Yes. Yeah. Um, chapter 6, verses 5, all the way down to, okay, 18. Right? That That is where we're going. <laughs> that is where you all need to look. We want to make sure that we give you the correct yes. book and verse. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6, y'all. That the is- whole chapter is great, but like for prayer specifically... Prayer and fasting. That, yeah, prayer and fasting. Those go hand in hand. Yeah. Yes. But that that's just telling them the structure of prayer. That does not mm-hmm. mean that that is the only prayer that you can pray ever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's not the only prayer. And that's not the only prayer you should be praying. You know, really express yourself to God. Like, he knows everything. Like you were saying, Kim, why yeah. try to hide it? From someone who has everything you need especially spiritually everything you need at his fingertips like he could blink and speak and boom that's yeah. it. like why would you not go to someone who has your best interest at heart the one who created you the one who knit you together in your mother's womb like why would you not go to him for everything that you need and he's there he's willing to to Listen. show you himself, you know? The because it's not his will Listen. that any of us should perish. Like, he yeah. made that so clear when he sent his son to die for us. Why Why should we not get to know him? And why, should, why should we not get to know his heart? And prayer is such a beautiful place to do that. Because, like, for me personally... Like, I, let's see, how would I say it? 
I internalize a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, like prayer is like a way for me to process like my emotions, like what I'm feeling with God right there next to me. I don't have yeah. to hide my emotions from him. You know what I'm saying? Like he gave me the ability to feel these things. So let me go to him for the instructions on how to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. exactly yeah well guys thank you so much for tuning in for another edition of katie's hates yes i'm kim and i'm tay and we really appreciate you all for coming in once again remember you can reach us by email at hello.kttakes at gmail.com or on twitter at kt underscore takes you can interact with our posts there stay up to date with new podcast episodes you can ask your questions suggestions really share what's on your heart and and we get a better idea of what it is that this world really needs to hear from god and we can go to him and be like hey what should we talk about and then come help you guys as we walk along on this journey together Yes, yes. Really itching to hear from you all. Okay, well, thanks again and hope to see you next week. Yep, bye. Bye.